0: Welcome back to According to. I'm Megan and I'm Sierra. This week's episode is the book episode. We've actually gotten a few requests in the past. We like talk about we talk about books every once in a while, just like when we have some new updates to give, like our recent reads and stuff. And so people have said you guys should make a whole episode just about books. And I was always like, I don't know if I could talk about books for an hour like straight. And then I think we both decided, yeah, we probably could. Yeah, we've got some different categories of things that we'll be tackling and talking about but we've just you know we're into it and we've got a lot of thoughts to share and so I encourage you if you're not a reader like give this episode a listen and maybe by the end our love of books can persuade you to pick up a book of your own and maybe you'll become a reader I also want to preface that if you want to just keep updated with us and the books we're reading and books we want to read go follow us on goodreads you can just search both of our names um I would just recommend following because I usually don't like I haven't been friending people back so yeah hmm okay before we get into all of our book content that we have planned we are going to do our weekly spotlights so Megan you can go ahead and go first so this isn't like a huge deal or anything but I was influenced from TikTok to try out some hot rollers and obviously like forever ago when we were younger our mom used to have some and so I've used them on my hair before but they're kind of like a thing of the past until of course I found them being popularized on TikTok again so On Friday night, I went and bought some from Target. I just bought like some Remington ones. I was like, I don't know if they're supposed to be superior one or not. And I tried it Saturday morning and I'm definitely intrigued. I'm interested. I think I need to keep practicing on how I use them, but I thought they were very fun. Um, An issue I was having was like the top of it when you put the clip in, it was kind of like causing some crimping. So if anyone has any tips for that on how to avoid um, getting like marks up towards like the top of your hair, let me know. Um, and I also think I made a fatal mistake of, like, I flipped my head over, which is usually what I do when I curl my hair. And I just think that, like, I should not have done that when that was I was using the hot rollers because, like, I think that part of the look with, like, the hot rollers is, like, you want the waves to, like, stay a little bit more together than, like, when you curl your hair, I feel like. And then I just kind of made it go, like, all sorts of directions that you, like, like, weren't wait. agreeing with. So. But it was fun. And um, I thought it was an overall relatively easy process. So, Yeah um i think my weekly spotlight since i can't think of anything specific is just that i feel like today specifically i've been having a really good day um especially we're recording this on sunday and i think back to like yesterday saturday it was nice because i didn't like do hardly anything but it was also like okay i cannot have this day tomorrow because it was like not even one of those like fun days of doing nothing i felt like i was just like meh like You're laying just on my bed and just like not doing literally anything Like, I couldn't even find anything that I wanted to, like, watch or anything, and I didn't have a book that I was reading, so I was like, what am I doing? Um, so today was nice and productive. Meg and I started recording a video. We did our grocery shopping nice and early. I worked out. We got Starbucks. Um, it's just been a good day. And so, yeah, we did some studying, too. So, overall, I'm feeling a lot more productive today and ready to start off the week on Monday tomorrow. So, yeah, that was my weekly spotlight. Also, we uh, finished watching Bridgerton season two, if any of you guys also watched that. And I liked it more than season one. I wasn't sure at first. It's definitely like a slower pace, but I think that I just liked the relationship a little bit more, which I was like, I loved Daphne and Simon, but apparently I love Kate and his name is Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Anthony. L- yeah. I always say it's like at the the H. A little bit more. Yeah. I like the season uh, more than the first one too. It's kind of sad. That it was like. I mean, I won't be like, that. Sad season three will come out, and I'll be like, okay, whatever. But, like, you never get to, like, continue focusing on that relationship. I actually do think, I've been, like, looking at stuff online, and I think that they do intend to have, like, them probably in the, like, series later on, because in the books, I guess, like, since Anthony's, like, the Viscount head of the household, like, he has to, like, approve dowries and, like, approve, like, the suitors and stuff, like, what the females have to pay, like, the husband's family to, like, Mm -hmm. get married. So I think that they're still going to be in it. Well, I think, so. I know they're going to be in it. I'm just like, to what extent? Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that for you. I'm also really into Criminal Minds right now. I've just been, like, that's been my go-to show, which is, like, I always have liked Criminal Minds, but I've just been, like, watching episode after episode. Mom would be so proud, because that's what she does. And it's good, so I'd recommend. <laughs> it's a good show. Um, I have been, I took a break from Scandal to, like, watch Bridgerton, because I was like, that's, you know, more timely and you know, present right now, um, I've already seen Scandal all the way through, so I'm just kind of, like, watching it when I don't have anything else to watch right now, so. What season are you on at this point? Um, I think I'm almost done with season two. I, like, haven't watched it for, like, two or three weeks. Okay, so let's talk about the different categories or, like, how we're going to break this episode up so you guys kind of know what to expect as we work our way through this. So first, I think I mostly have all the same categories that you did unless you added on additional things. Um, but first, we're going to talk about when we got back into reading um, and how we how that process looked for us. Then we're going to talk about our favorite genres, and then we are going to talk about making time and how we get motivated to read. Then after that, we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite shows, which I think will be fun to discuss. And then we have book talk and booktube related stuff. I don't have a lot for that, honestly. I just have like favorites listed. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I don't know if Sierra added this on. But I thought it'd be fun to like talk about books with a lot of hype that I just cannot get myself to read. So I have a couple of those listed at the end. Yeah, I have those two. So it should be fun. So, getting started with kind of our story of how we got back into reading. So, uh, for me personally, I think towards the end of like 2020, I saw a ton of people that I followed on social media, just like um, YouTubers that I watched. Um, I specifically like can think of Brooke Michio. Like she started reading and I followed her and I was like, she just always looks like she's having a good time when she's reading, and it got me, like, thinking about how in middle school, um, I used to read, like, all the time, and I really liked reading, and there wasn't really any specific reason that I stopped other than the fact that, like, I guess in high school, you weren't required to have, like, any sort of free reading book, and so I was like, well, I don't need a book then, and so I just kind of, like, stopped reading, um And so I was like, maybe I should get back into it. Sometimes I think like I should go back and reread like books that I remember enjoying when I was younger, just to like be nostalgic. That's like sometimes like like reading the Hunger like, Games, the City of Ember, not the Hunger Games, because like the movies like fulfill and satisfy like my need. But like I remember really liking the City of Ember, and I think like, it'd be so trippy to like go back and read it again. What if you went and read The or, like There's another book. I don't think I didn't like like it that much. Anymore. I don't think I would either. There was another book I read in like middle school that I was like, your Sharon Creech books you loved those I did they were good walkgy moons um, chasing redbird and then I'm like there's no I'm gonna remember a title but like there's like a vibe to a book that was like it kind of reminds me of like I don't know if there was like shadows in the title or like what have you but there was a book that like I don't even remember what it was about but I can like you can sense remember the it. vibes <laughs> and I don't necessarily even remember loving it I just like almost need to like know what the book was that's me and my movie that a lot of you guys have actually tried, um, a few episodes back. Was it the Mandela effects episode where I tried describing the plot of a movie that I distinctly remember watching in my childhood, but I, for the life of me, cannot find the name of it anywhere. Um, some of you guys have sent in, like, was it this one? And I have like Googled all of them because I am, you know, really trying to find it. And no, it hasn't, uh, been sent in yet. I honestly, I do not think anyone is ever going to find the name of this movie. Like, I just, I don't think it's out there. it was scrapped you made it up (laughs) i didn't though like i just i don't know i've literally got into like the depths of looking like weird 1990s like obscure production companies to like look at their movie list nothing um anyway back to what we're talking about (laughs) with books um so then i made a goal for myself i was like okay 2021 i'm going to set the goal of reading three books because i was like i can read three books in one year like i gave myself a very small manageable goal and then, um, we were, like, lucky because we started off still on winter break in the beginning of 2020 or 2021, and so I, like, went to Barnes & Noble and, like, got my first book, um, and I read it, like, in one or two days, I don't really remember, and I was, like, oh, sweet, I'm already one book in, and then I found the next book that I read, I also read another Agatha Christie book, I found a PDF, like, online for free, and then I was, like, two books done, and I was still during winter break, um, and then getting back to school was when it got tough, and... I was reading the third book with The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, but that wasn't even, like, the third book that I finished because I literally didn't finish it that entire, like, first spring semester back at school. And then, Megan, this is when your story comes in because you joined me. Yeah, when we went to Florida at the end of our first year PT school, so this was in, like, May, I was like, you know what? Going on vacation and having, like, a book to read on the beach I think would be fun. So I was like, let me find some books. So here and I went to Barnes & Noble. I really had no expectation, like, I hadn't really like I knew book talk was a thing, but I hadn't really like used it at that point to like inform the books that I wanted to read. And I honestly think that this is crazy because Colleen Hoover is one of my favorite authors offer oh my god authors at this point. And out of the entire Barnes and Noble bookstore, not at the book talk table, I single-handedly myself picked up November 9th, and I still think like that's one of my favorite Colleen Hoover books too. So I'm just like, how did I do that? And then Sarah, and it was like in the corner of Barnes and Noble yeah, too. It was, there was no reason for me to pick it up. Like, it wasn't in a special section. It was just, like, in the shelf that, like, every other book is in. And I had never heard of her before. Yeah. So, pretty proud of myself for that. It was funny because I remember, like, reading. I was like, I don't know if, like... I didn't think I was going to be into, like, romance at that point. I was like, I don't know if, like, the romance stuff is, like, my thing. Uh, but, like, you are trying that out. And then I found another one of her books. I found Confess. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, but then I also got The Inheritance Games. And that was the one that I brought with me on our trip. And you brought... I brought The Silent Patient, and you had to have been told about that one. Like, there's I no way you picked that one. I went and looked because I knew I wanted something other than romance too. So I went back and I think I got the recommendation from Brooke Michio. I knew that she had like mentioned a book that like was wild and crazy, and I think she must have finished it relatively recently. So then I went. She has like a book highlight on her Instagram, and so I just like went through and found it and was like, yes, this is the book that I was thinking of, and loved that book. So that was really when I decided that I was going to start reading more intentionally I never set like a reading goal for last year but did then, you think like at the start of the year because I'm sure we talked about um like setting goals and stuff and you knew that I was going to read three books did you like have any I've thought no in any my your, thoughts? you're like no thoughts. thoughts about reading okay um but then I remember so this wasn't something I cared about caring about you know what I mean yeah you're indifferent so then during that trip I finished my book and I was like, that was good. And then I think we swapped books because I think those were the only two books that we actually brought on that trip. And so then we swapped books and I was like, oh, this book was good too. And that was really was like, okay, I'm going to keep reading. So then um, we came back from spring break and we still had a few days left to break. And so Meg and I both finished like our Colleen Hoover books in like one freaking day because they were so good. And then I was like, shoot, maybe I do like romance. Um, and then I think after that, I really wanted to go to Barnes Noble again, but I was like, okay, I'm going to finish The Murder of Roger Ackroyd on my iPad so I finished that one and then I was like man let's go to Barnes & Noble again and so ever since that that was like really Absolutely. we've been in love with reading we've been in love with going to Barnes & Noble and just like going around and like looking at different books in the bookstore um I also feel like I obviously people reading which sounds weird to say but like people getting into reading again and it becoming popular again definitely helped push me into wanting to read more yeah I think like this is definitely like it's a relatively like new trend like I hate to say that like reading is like a new trend but I feel like hopefully all of you and like, then, like listening can and also then... recognize the trend that like it has been a lot more popular on social media at least I think it has I don't think it's just the nature of like me starting to read then like seeing more reading stuff I just feel like as a whole internet culture is getting more reading stuff and then I also felt like I was lacking something a hobby of some sort that was like purely for my enjoyment that wasn't like on a screen or related to me like doing something for fun but also it'll still be related related to like being successful or trying to like do well with something and so reading is like one of the few things I have that like it's purely for enjoyment and nothing else and I'm just reading to read and like also to me like there's a distinct difference between like reading versus watching a movie or tv show like there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with like reading a book or like you know finishing this long list of books that you like have set as a goal for yourself like it's one thing to like finish watching like binge watching two episodes or two seasons of Scandal, but I don't know really accomplished after doing that. I'm like, oh God. But like, I don't know, reading, it just feels like it was a task that you had to like set time aside for and like invest yourself in. And I don't know, I'm not here saying like that reading is better than like watching TV or like watching a movie, but I just feel like for me personally, I feel like good about reading and I'm like, nice. Versus watching a movie or TV show, even if I enjoyed it, I'm not like, go me. Okay. Are we ready to talk about our favorite genres? I think so. So I, for this, I obviously have my favorite genres and then I also listed my top five like recommendations Ooh, and some of these five. are like not necessarily like, I wanted to give you guys my favorite books, but also like a little bit of a variety. So for romance, mm-hmm. like I love a lot of rom- romance books and not all of these were necessarily like five stars for me, but like it was good, an good variety to the genre. and like things where I think a lot of people would like them. So. Okay. So let's start with probably our uh, top favorite genre. Is romance. It is romance. There's nothing like a good romance book. I can I know. read every single romance book probably in one to two to three days like so easily. It's just I eat them up. I know it's so like they're so cliche most of the time. I know they're not realistic but oh my god I will sit down and I will eat it all up because I just I'm a sucker for a cute little love story. Um, so some uh, things that I wrote down I had my favorite authors that I uh, am going to recommend to you guys. Obviously Colleen Hoover is, like, the queen of all things romance, in my opinion. Um, I also really, really like Emily Henry's books. I think that, um, she only has two books out so far, People We Meet on Vacation and Beach Read. Beach Read has to be, like, one of my all-time favorite books. I just love that book so much. Um, she has a third book coming out in May, Book Lovers. I'm so excited for that one. Um, I feel like they, between Emily Henry and Colleen Hoover, I feel like they have slightly different styles, and so I like them both for different reasons. Colleen Hoover's books feel a lot more creative in the concept, but I feel like Emily Henry spends more time with like, just like diving into like the relationships of the characters. So I like them both for different reasons. I also I wrote this down because I thought this is like the way I would describe romance. I can go them so f- like through these books so fast. Like if my only goal at all was to, like see how many books I could read in a year, if I only read romance, like that would be the way to get me to read the fastest. I could possibly read Mm -hmm. you just read hook line and sinker in mm -hmm. less than 14 hours yeah and I was including sleep so it's just so easy for me and like that was after I needed that because (laughs) the book I read before that was um Thursday Murder Club and like it just wasn't a book that really like hit for me and so I read it over the course of probably like three or four weeks because I just like could not (laughs) get myself to keep reading it at least you had other books you read in between yeah when you started it yeah, exactly. So uh, I really just needed to pick-me-up. That wasn't even the, the next book that I was planning on reading. I was planning on reading Project, Project Hail Mary. But I was like, I need a quick, fast, like, just get another Zoom. book done. So that's what I did. So here am my – I could not settle on top five, so I had to do a top six. Okay. It just felt wrong for me to, like – because I started writing one down. And I was like, no, I want to add one more in. And then I was like, why well, I don't want to delete one of these. So first and foremost, I love Colleen Hoover's books, like almost all of them – There's, like, two of them that I still like, but um, it ends with us, surprisingly, and without merit. Not my favorite books of hers. I guess Layla, too. Those are ones where, like, they didn't quite hit as good as the other ones, but for the most part, you're going to enjoy any of her books, I feel like. So, my favorite book of hers is Ugly Love, followed very closely by Reminders of Him. And then another personal favorite of mine, November 9th, I already mentioned that. That was the first book that I read of hers, and I still really liked that one. This isn't on my list, but Confess is also very Confess similar Confess is, to like, November 9th. literally November 9th. I thought literally, because I was with the first two who were books written, I was like, oh, all her books are just like this. They're the same book, just different fonts. They're, her other books are, like, there's different stuff going on. But those two are very similar. I still ate both of them up, though. Like, I was like, I'll get 20 more books like this if Exactly. I, <laughs> if um I want. Next, we have Beach Read, which is by Emily Henry. Sierra already said she loves that book. One of her all-time favorite books. Um, and again, I think that he- Emily Henry just has, like, kind of a little different flair on how she focuses in on her characters and the plot's going to be a little bit different then i have actually a new one all roads lead here i have um um, mariana zapata if Um, you want a slow burn like oh my god long book it was like 550 pages and slow burn so it just like it took forever for them to finally like actually end up together but i liked it more than i thought i would i honestly we can talk about this when we get to the tropes but i actually thought that i was gonna hate slow burn So we can get more into that later, but I, you know, little uh, sneak peek, I loved it. I give it five stars. So I was like, I need to read more of her books. Yeah. Which I'm always like looking for more authors for romance because I was like, I'm going to run out of Colleen Hoover books eventually. Yeah. And like, especially since we're getting into, um, I feel like this section of like her books that she's released where it's like, I'm not as excited for those books. So I don't know. Like I have yet to determine if I'm going to read the Hopeless series or if I'm going to read like like slammed point of retreat that stuff like I haven't really determined yet I do have maybe someday that I could read all your perfects but you gave like mixed reviews on that one I don't know I'm kind of like in my slump of like I'm not sure which Colleen Hoover book to pick next oh wait I'm gonna again, I wasn't buzz. really hyping up regretting you either and you ended up liking that yeah one I like that one fine. a lot it was just like again I kind of forgot about the audiobooks so. I think that honestly what I realized more than like this isn't just with Colleen Hoover but like your opinion of a book is going to be greatly informed by the other books you read surrounding it. Like if you read a ton of Colin Hoover in a row, and then you read like another Colin Hoover that kind of like falls flat, you're gonna be like, oh, I didn't like that one. Mm-hmm. Versus if you read like a bunch of other books, and then you're like, If you Colin read Hoover. Murder Club followed by <laughs> any <laughs> Colin Hoover book, I'm probably gonna like the Colin Hoover book more. But yeah, um, other authors that I had written down. Here I have one more okay. actual book. This one, um, I just like love the vibes of it. I give it four out of five stars. Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren loved that book too. I read it in like a single day. So, um, I have some other authors written down. Christina Lauren was one of the authors that I had written down. I've only read love in other words, but Megan read. I've also read Josh and Hazel's guide to not dating. And I did enjoy that book as well. So I was like, maybe I should, you know, dive into some more Christina Lauren books. Um, Sally Thorne mixed feelings about her work. I will say, so I've read two of her books, 99% mine and the hating game. Hating Game, I gave five stars. To be fair, I was just on Book Talk again, like, when I was planning for this. And, like, I did see on a couple, like, other people giving it five out of five stars or like, books that are, like, worth the hype. So, I'm just, like, maybe it is, like, it's a good book. I think it is. I just feel like the movie ruined it for me. And now sometimes, like, after having watched the Hating Game movie, I feel, like, less good about how much I like that book. That's how I feel. Anyway, 99% mine sucked. It was not very good. But – regardless of like which of her books i read she has such a weird writing style it's hard to understand her writing like it gets so confusing you have to like literally take a step back to be like who's talking like like she doesn't do enough of like this person said this she'll just like start having like things and quotes quotes. and i'll be like what's going on and i'll be like i'll start reading it thinking like someone's talking and then i'm like no for sure like that line is said by this person and like it's just it's so disorienting when you read her work it's like i don't even know how she makes it so confusing because it should not be that hard We've talked about how it's, like, you kind of don't know what's going on sometimes. Like, there was, uh, I think at one point during the hating game, it's, like, they're in the office, and I felt, like, someone's boss had come out because the boss had said something, but then it didn't mention anything about, like, the boss leaving the area that they were at, but then they started, like, the two main characters were talking about something that they would not have talked, ar- talked about around their boss. So I was, like, their boss isn't still there. It's he, and he wasn't, but I was, like, what is going on? Sally Thorne, can you be a little bit more clear with who's in the room and where people are and who's saying what? That's my biggest gripe with Sally Thorne. I don't know if I see myself reading another book of hers for a while because the only other one I can think of is the second first impressions and that didn't have a ton of good reviews I don't think so I don't know we'll see but yeah Mariana Zapata a lot of her books are on Kindle Unlimited so I'm like I'm coming for you <laughs> um okay next favorite genre that I have is mystery and thriller and I know that these really aren't that similar like in my mind they're not supposed to be thriller i want to be like a little bit scared and i don't like scary stuff but i want to be like on the edge of my seat mystery i think it's just like you're trying to find something out it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. thrilling i have specifically honestly ya mystery is the best is what i've determined for like mystery stuff like as in like the classic type author like i don't know what young adult ya that's like, like it's high school middle school okay so like A Good Girl's Guide to Murder is why a mystery. Truly Devious is why a mystery. What else did I have written down as the other why a mystery? Oh, The Inheritance Game is why a mystery. also written down as recommendations. Like, there's just something so fun about, like, when the characters are, like, set in, like... I think all of them are set, like, in high school. There's, like, a dynamic that you kind of, like, can reminisce on when the characters are in high school. There's, like, different stakes. Um, And, like, whenever, like, there's no... Adult setting, I feel like where you have like a ton of friends or whatever. Like, there's no big friend groups. Mm -hmm. I feel like I love like the friend group dynamics that like are in those YA mysteries. Some other recommendations I have are *The Silent Patient*. I do not know when this book is going to be dethroned as my favorite mystery thriller book. Um, then I have *The Mother-in-Law* was another one I actually really enjoyed. It's definitely more of like I think a little bit more on the thriller side than. Just a mystery. Yeah, it's. I don't want to um, say it's a mystery. And so I enjoy that more than I thought I was going to, just because again I was kind of in the search for something that felt even remotely close to Silent Patient, and that kind of gave me some vibes I was looking for. And I have by, heard Sally. Hepworth. I don't know if you remember who it's by. The Sally Hepworth. Okay. She has another book called The Good Sister that I think has even better reviews than The Mother in Law, so I have that on my TBR to read at some point. Otherwise, Sierra mentioned and shouted out all of the series that I was going to recommend. So. Yeah um i also love thriller it's just it can be so hit or miss like i always want to love it but then time and time again i feel like i've been like you literally i have countless books of like you know my attempted mystery thrillers that like i've read because i bought them and then megan like hasn't read them because i was like this one fell flat yeah. like um sharp objects i would not recommend at all that book was so weird so disturbing it like sexualized minors it was so weird um stephen king i've read one of his books it was okay uh behind closed doors was a good one. Oh, that was another one I thought I read that on here I must have not but that one was actually there sometimes, were some things that I was like not sure about but then like overall when I think of like how limited I've liked a lot of the books no I've sometimes you have to category. like go back and be like that actually was a good one like it takes a lot of like trial and error to be like wait I was like lucky that I read that one and like I almost would like say it. if you have other books in the thriller category you want to read before the silent patient like don't read the silent patient first because then I feel like you're kind of like letting yourself <laughs> down After you read that book, (laughs) um, I read then she was gone. That one fell so flat for me. I thought it was so predictable, and that's not thing you want your thriller to be is predictable because like I'm waiting for that plot twist at the end to like make it all you know come together, and it just it was very predictable for me. Um, so yeah, thrillers I always want to love them. Sometimes they fall sometimes they fall flat. Um, Alex Michaelides or however you say his name, he has a book called The Maidens that. I read. I liked that one. I thought it was pretty good. He's the author of The Silent Patient. Did I say that? Where is that book? We must have given it to someone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's not in my room. So someone has it. Does Haley have it? I thought she read it, though. No, she gave it back to us. Who has it? Maggie does not have it. I thought mom gave it back to us, too. Mom gave The Silent Patient back, I think. Oh, so The Maidens? Haley maybe does have that. I thought she finished it, though we'll go looking for it after this okay we'll figure that out <laughs> um yeah i think those are like my top books though it gets kind of hard when you get into like the is every book that like doesn't really have a genre just like literary i actually fiction? do have well hold on now i said that i haven't read a lot of sci-fi fantasy i used to like in middle school i did um but i'm trying to get a little bit more into that again and so i have things on my tbr that oh here's where i put them i brought them in the wrong category the maidens and behind closed doors i meant to put in this really category oh, look, and here see... they are listed there I was like, I swear, I wrote this down. Um, so I only have two listed right now: "Project Hail Mary" by I should remember the name, but I can't. I don't remember the name um, either. And then "Legend," and I can't remember what they're about. I know "Project Hail Mary" is takes place in space, and it's um, by the same author who wrote "The Martian," and I love that oh, movie. Oh, Andy Weir. Yeah, something? Andy Weir. Um, so I'm I'm honestly have like pretty high expectations for this book, so I'm hoping it doesn't fall flat. And then Legend, I just remember someone else describing it, and it has really good ratings. And so I was like, okay, I'll put it on my list. So, those are kind of – I kind of have, like, an aversion to fantasy. I don't know why, but, like, sci-fi, I can – depending on the book, I feel like I can get into. But fantasy for me, for some reason, I just – I don't know. Maybe I just need to be shown a book, and, like, I'd get into it. Because, like, that's not that hard for me to imagine. But, like, the initial, like, draw to even want to read them. You just feel like you're like, that's not my – thing like I'm not welcome in that world that's how I feel and I see a lot of like fantasy recommendations on like book times I know there's so many guys I don't know yeah okay is all you had for your favorite genres and stuff yeah okay now let's get into hopefully this can help you guys out either if you struggle to find time to read or if you're not yet a reader and you're like I literally don't have time to do it because that's honestly if you would have told me like a year ago more than a year at this point like hey you're gonna like read you know I read 30 books last year and I'm like well on track to read 40 books that was my goal but like i'm probably weed weed i'm probably going to read <laughs> more than 40 books this year if you'd have told me that i would have been like there is no way like with what time and so we're going to have a whole section talking to you guys about how you can make time to start reading so and if i can do it in a busy pt program and have plenty of time you guys can do it too so i think the most helpful tip that i've implemented in my own life is to set 1 hour aside before bed And that's your reading time. Yeah, I think that oftentimes you know you spend a lot of time on your phone and on like screens and like not really doing anything of value, but you're kind of like, where's this time that people are like doing stuff with? And like, I guarantee you have more time than you think you do. It's just being spent on a screen, not being used well if you wanted to read. If you wanted to spend time on a screen, like that's fine. I'm just saying, like, there is time where you're not actually doing anything that you could spend reading if you want to. Because I've noticed like since reading, I'll actually get, like, notifications that, like, my screen time went down. Like, especially if I'm, like, reading a lot during a certain week. Like, it kind of goes down, like, a lot. So I would say same thing as Sierra, reading an hour before bed, kind of just, like, sticking to that. And you can read, like, 60 pages, Mm -hmm. you know, probably in an Depends hour. Depends on so. your Lexile score, really. <laughs> um, and some books, like, depending on the format, have, like, super short chapters, I think, which I think makes a book so much faster to read because then I'll be like, oh, just a couple more pages and I'm already like, mm-hmm. gonna be done with another chapter. Um, I also then, think, like, besides just, you know, accomplishing your goal of reading more, it's just a healthier habit to do before bed and, like, staying on your phone, which is what I, A, sometimes still do if I'm not reading before bed, or B, like, it's what I used to do all the time, um, and, While reading can be tempting to stay up past your bedtime, I think um, social media and, like, your phone is a lot more tempting than reading, and so um, you have to, like, I think it's easier to, like, set the boundary of, like, okay, it's, you know, 10 o'clock, time to put my book down, like, or, like, find the next, you know, stopping point and set it down and go to bed. Something else that I would say is if you think that you'd do better with, like, an audiobook format or utilizing time during your Mm -hmm. commute, I did that over my... Um, summer clinical last summer, and it helped me get a good amount of reading done. I also listen to books on like one and a half times speed, just because like I think that's pretty easy and like a comfortable listening pace. Because sometimes I'm like, my God, you guys talk so slow. So one and a half is usually what I do for that. Two times gets like a little fast for me. <laughs> okay. you're like, hold on, um, what's going on? But it really made me look forward to my commute, so I really enjoyed that, and eventually could see myself doing that again. But I really do love like just reading out of a book, and sometimes. I know sometimes people will read, like, they'll have an audiobook going, and then they'll have, like, a hardcover book. I haven't tried that, per se, but I feel like it would be, like, a little overwhelming, so, um, try that if you want, and then I also added, because I have done this, Sierra has not, but I said don't feel horrible about DNFing a book, so that's, like, did not finish. I did have a rule about setting your own DNF rules to, like, just learn to be comfortable with, so, like, my personal rule is, like, I really, really, like, I have not DNFed a book and I really don't what want your to. personal rule? Don't well, DNF. I'm just saying, like, it can either, if your rule is to not DNF a book, it can motivate you to be like, okay, I have to, like, honestly, like, set a schedule of, like, read X many pages a day to finish this freaking book. Or if you're I'm In my DNF-ing, experience, I feel like if I'm really not liking a book that much, like, I'm not finishing the book and then I'm not moving on to another book and then I'm just, like, not reading. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I kind of was, like, I just need to not read this book or and I can move on. You can always just set it down say, I'm not in the right headspace for this book and come back to it later. Some people, I'm not saying you're going to like fall in love with a book that you DNF'd, but some people like will DNF a book and they'll say, Oh, I picked it up X many months later and read it and I actually liked it. So maybe you're just not in the right headspace for a certain book. Um, going back to your audiobook tip though, cause I had something written about that too. I think that this would be a good way to get started with the idea of reading if you're not yet a reader because then you're not committing to a buying like an actual book that then you might not like want, know what to do with and I think it's just a lot more accessible to like everyone has their headphones all the time like if you're walking between classes if you're commuting I think it's a lot there's a mo- lot more opportunity to like play an audiobook and so it could be like a good like way to dip your toes in to see if you're like maybe I am a reader mm-hmm. or a listener. And then also I mean, Sierra and I definitely have gotten a lot of our books from Barnes and Noble, but like, there's also those like free libraries. If you get like one book, you could go scope those out and put one book in, take another book, or if you have like a book that you don't want to finish and you feel like I don't want to waste money, I spent money on this book, maybe see if you can go find a good replacement book at one of those like free libraries mm-hmm.
1: or, um, or a public
0: or library card, public library card. But the like the bad thing with that is like they have super long wait lists, so that's no, kind really. of that's what whole Sierra back. I literally got a public library card, but the holds were like, we have three books, but they're all out, and they have three holds each. And I was like, what am I freaking read this book? So that's like, if you're not really in like a super big crunch to read a book, that could be good. Um, and then otherwise, Goodwill. I did not think that they would have any good books, but I just got like practically a brand new copy of One of Us Is Lying, which was already on my TBR list from Goodwill for two dollars. So, and it was hardcover. Two dollar book. And the soft or er, soft covers. <laughs> They were $1, so... The paperback. (laughs) (laughs) The soft cover. So, try out getting your books in a few different places if you're um, trying to be a little bit more budget conscientious. Um, I also think that setting a realistic goal, like, when you're getting started, of, like, me setting my three books in one year goal was very realistic. I was like, I can do that. So, try and set a small, manageable goal. Maybe just say, I'm going to try and read one book this month. I think that's manageable for anyone, because... I think everyone should be able to read a book in a month, so something manageable. And then I think honestly, the first book that you read like really gets you into it. That's all the work that you have to put in. Yeah, I agree. You just have to find like pick one good starting book that you feel really good about, and then you're in.
1: Because if you don't like like it, you're chasing
0: and like what makes it so fun. And if you start off like on not a great book, then you're like, "Mm, maybe this isn't for me. Or if you It helps you also, like, get through, like, the books that you don't like that much because then you still know there are, like, better books out there. Yeah. I think, like, once you find, like, that chase of, like, you get a taste of, like, oh, this is, like, what people, like, love reading for, then you're, like, you're hooked and you're just in it and you're going to, like, keep going. That was my experience anyways. I was like, oh, I'm, like, a reader now. Like, I'm in this. Um, Other tips I have, I think anticipating your schedule and recognizing when you do and don't have time for reading. I would say I've gotten into, like, a pretty good schedule of, like, you know, reading every night or trying to, but you have to recognize, like, oh, like, this is a really busy week. I have a lot of exams coming up. If I, like, don't read for a week, that doesn't mean I'm, like, I'm done reading. Like, you know, you can't, like, let it hold you off for so long. Like, give yourself that little time of break if you need it, if you're doing other stuff and your life is busy, but once that time clears, get back into it and you're going again. So, like, don't let yourself fall off too much. And also, I think always having a book on deck will keep you motivated like and mean, ready I to go too many books on deck yeah you got like five books on deck i've got like yeah five or six books just stacked on my desk ready to go but it keeps you motivated because then you're like okay i'm have like a book ready to go like when i finish you don't like finish a book and then say like oh, i don't know what i'm reading next yeah. and then not read for like weeks or months um it's what? even gotten fun to like if you have the goodreads app like it's almost also, like it's it, the next thing I have. It's like any social media that I have. that's like I'm just going through. I get book recommendations. I see what else people are reading, and like I go through and just like search for books to add to my list of books that I want to yeah. read. Yeah, I have getting a Goodreads or there's a StoryGraph app that I haven't tried out, but I've heard good things about it. I think it's similar to Goodreads. I think getting and like making an account on one of those will a keep you like held accountable and motivated to read because you set a reading goal and like tells you oh like you're this many books ahead of schedule or like you're on track or like maybe you're behind schedule so in that sense if you're checking that it could motivate you to be like oh I need to like read another book so I can like stay on track with my goal for the year um also just like Megan said I think it's fun and I think it gets you excited to read and there's nothing like being excited to read to motivate you to read exactly um last one I had was joining a book club I personally haven't done this but I think it would be again a good way to be held accountable to Stand up top of your reading we thought about maybe once um Sierra Haley and I are back in the same area maybe we'll try doing a book club of some sort I can't tell but I don't know if we're gonna be able to like go at a good pace for all of us well like, I was like do you that. when you're doing a book club do you meet while you're all reading it or do you like wait till you all finish it I feel and you then wait till you all finish it okay I mean you and I we could, could do probably however you want you and I could probably stay, stay on track with what we'd want but Haley would have to be willing to put in the effort to we'd say by the end of the month the have this pace. book read and then you and i just like read it the week before and yeah has the whole month to read it honestly that could be good though i think like that would work if we just did one book a month it'd be fun okay next we have fave and least favorite tropes i'm excited to talk about these some of them i have like at least one book example um and honestly like are tropes a thing outside of that's what i was like wondering genre i'm sure there are I only have like the like romance isn't like the unreliable narrator is that a trope I don't know I don't know a lot of my only have romance ones so same um okay one of my favorite tropes is enemies to lovers I have that written down um I have there's probably a couple books I could think of off the top of my head but I wrote down to hate Adam Connor that was like a pretty like standard enemies to lovers I have yet to read that one the hating game obviously yeah, but there's also work colleagues tropes, so that one is also bad. Um, Beach read is technically an enemies to lovers trope, no, but I never got rivals. that vibe. God, how many? <laughs> what is the difference? I don't know. I was just on a website that had like different tropes listed, and when I it said what it was, I was like, oh, this is the book I think of for that. Okay. Well, I, sorry, I had it written for enemies, but I didn't really think it was like that much of a rivals thing. Like they don't really. It wasn't like, really hate like each each a rivalry. It was like a past rivalry. Yeah. So to lovers, anyways. Um, yeah, I do like that trope. I feel like initially, like, before I read any of these tropes, like, I feel like if you would have told me, like, oh, do you think you would like enemies, I'd be like, no, but I do. I like a lot of them, (laughs) so, um, one that I had written down was dual POV. I don't know if this counts as a trope, but I freaking love dual POV books. I honestly need more dual POV in my life. Because there's nothing more annoying when, like, you're reading a really good romance and you're like, but what is the guy thinking you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's always, like, from the girl's perspective, usually. And so, Colleen Hoover, she does a pretty good job. Has a a good lot of number dope. of her books yeah. do that. Because I'm trying to think. Reminders the one of him. I just read had two POVs. That's not <laughs> That's a Colleen Hoover book. Reminders of him? No. Um, oh, one that I just you just read. read. Okay. Um, Colleen Hoover does a lot. Reminders of him. November 9th. Confess. There's the ones off the top of my head that are dual POV. Love. Ugly Love is, but it's, like, past him. So it's not really, like, the same instance anyway i love dual pv next i honestly could not think of a single book i've read it recently but love triangle i technically put under like because i, I thought of don't hunger think games. i like it i could only think of hunger games so i was like i liked hunger games but like because i wrote it down and i was like i don't think that i like the love triangle stuff because i'm just like how can you not just like easily pick one guy like honestly it's, it annoys me a lot because like for probably most people, you like one specific character like so much more than the other one, and you want that you want them to end up with them. So like it's just a nuisance for like the other person to be there and be ruining things. Yeah. Again, I put Hunger Games. I don't know. I was like, mm. it's just like such a common trope that I, like I feel like I had to put it, but I like also can't think of that many books where like that's a trope that's in a lot of the books that I read. Mm-hmm. Here's one that I was. That I'm iffy about. Fake dating. That was my next one. I have that. I think it depends on the book and how they use it. Because I have two examples. Maybe there's more that I've read too. Um, I enjoyed it a good amount in the love hypothesis. I did too, but I think it's a different type of fake dating. But I did not love it in To Love Jason Thorne. Because I felt like that one was... It was so forced. It was just like, it felt like they were starting on such a horrible footing and like, for what reason? They didn't, he did not have to get married. mm So I did not like that. And in the love hypothesis, it just didn't seem like the stakes were as high and it wasn't like, it just fell into place a little bit where it made more sense. And I here's don't mind it I, if it actually somewhat makes sense. Here's what I liked about how the love hypothesis did it, which is like, I didn't think I would like it because of how everyone portrays the reason for the fake dating. Like the initial reason is because she's trying to like tell her friend that she's not interested in this other guy so her friend can date the guy that she used to date. Hopefully this makes sense. But then I was like, okay, that'd be a dumb reason for them to, like, keep fake dating. So I think it makes more sense with, like, um, the professor, uh, like, Adam's reason for, like, why it would help him for, like, a fake dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, that, like, makes sense. And so, like, for the reason of being prolonged, like, for that reasoning, I feel like it was fine because I was like, you could literally tell your friend that, like, you're not dating this professor and she would be fine. She probably wouldn't care. I know. I'm like, she'd get over it. I promise you. And so... When it's fake dating for the sake of, like, A, making someone jealous. I don't think I've read a book like that, but I know that, like, that's the premise of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. That doesn't make any sense to me because I'm, like, I just imagine in the real world, it, I'm sorry, if someone it was, like, two people started dating, I would not be like, oh, There's I'm jealous. There's a little bit of, like, a fake dating vibe in um, Hook, Line, and Sinker. Like, not a lot, but, like, a little bit, like, for, like, the jealousy oh. purpose. But it's not all the way there, so it's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm always just, like... But then, like, it's just, like, I kind of don't like it also, because then, like, it's part of the thing that adds to the conflict of, like, well, no, they were just doing this because we're, like, fake dating. I know it's the whole point of the trope, but (laughs) I can still be annoyed. Yeah. I'm iffy. I think that Love Hypothesis did it well. I guess I didn't really consider hook, line, sync or fake dating. I don't know if it technically is, but I thought it was okay, but then also, like, the reason you get annoyed with the characters is because of the miscommunication from like the fake dating stuff, so I don't know. And then you're getting confused about feelings, and if it's like for the fake dating, or if like more is happening. Hmm. Um. How do we feel about friends to lovers? Do you have examples? Um. Love in other words is friends to lovers. Um. I'm trying to look at my bookshelf right now. See, uh, I thought love in other words was more like because I have that on here. I have like second chance of romance. as what love in other words is it's both um vacation falls into both of those. i think i don't mind it but i think i like enemies to lovers more i think that friends to lovers is like really predictable like it makes sense they already like each other as friends like it's not surprising if they like each other more than that so i'm kind of indifferent about it i think it's a safe plot point um this was one that i wouldn't have thought was necessarily a trope on my own but I saw it and I was like, I guess I read this book that was similar-ish to it. And that was like a matchmaker love trope where like this person is trying to find like and help this other person like go on dates and like figure out who they want to be with. So that was Josh and Hazel's guide Mm -hmm. to not dating. And I did like that book. And so I was kind of like, I think it's a fun trope. It'd be interesting to see like how other books would play off of that. Um, And then like the whole idea is like with them like matchmaking, it's kind of like, oh, no one's going to be a good match for them because like... They're each other's match. That kind of reminds me of like fake dating. That's kind of the purpose a lot of the times too, is to be like, oh, like I really like this one person. So like, if you date me, then I'll yeah, be more desirable. I guess. But then they end up falling for each other. Yeah. Okay. And then this was another one that I was like, is this a trope? I don't know. But sworn off relationships, I feel like has also been a ugly theme love. <laughs> that ugly love. And I feel like it happened one summer also was like that. Like and the kind guy Loki. It does. <laughs> do I like Bre- it or do I hate it? Brendan. Like, being, like, oh, like, my wife of like, seven years, but then he, like, literally didn't care about her, whatever. I was, like, what was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason for this? Anyways. Do um, you have anything else to add about that one? It's, like, I like it, but I can't help but also, like, still be annoyed because I'm, like, if you would just move on <laughs> or, like, do move a little on. self-reflection. And I usually, I feel like the endings for those are, like, the reason they move on is so, like, inconsequential. They're, like, they have, like, this realization they could have had, like, five years ago but whatever um one that I don't like which I don't feel like I have read a lot of this actually I feel like to love Jason Thorne I kind of looped into this insta-love I know technically she like knew him when she was younger no okay I have there's only two books I could think of this but both of them kind of weirded me out in the sense but like best friends brother slash sister it really kind of bothered me and to love Jason Thorne because like when it would do like the flashbacks 99% it was nine, like best was, like brother I had it in that too but I remember it bothering me more into Love Jason Thorne because, like, she was, like, what, 14 and he was, like, 19? I was, like – And I was kind of, No, like, I literally was, like, what is the age gap here? I was, like – I think this is a little, like – I don't dig this. Like,
1: no, it's I was good to have, like, confused. fond
0: memories. And then, like, once you're grown up, it just seemed like the feelings were, like, there too soon. Like, no, I was, like, he didn't like her you when years. he was that so, age, right? I felt iffy about that. I really did. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, I feel that. You know, I – No, like, I literally was, like – like, overall, but – I was like, how old was he when the when they were kids? And the 99% movies. mine. I don't remember if there was an age gap thing in that one or not. No, because they were twins. Her and her brother are twins. Um, okay. So, but I still kind of like, I don't know if I love the trope because then. I mean, I just hated that book. So, I can't really. <laughs> I don't think it was the trope's fault for 99% mine. Um. Have we read other like best friends or brother's best friend? Ugly Love kind of. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm but I love ugly love. So yeah. Uh, the last trip that I wanted to bring up was slow burn, which we kind of briefly touched on earlier. So we're coming back to it. Uh, I think Mariana Zapata is like, I think truly known as the queen of slow burn. And I think I was always iffy about the idea of like waiting so long into the book to like actually like see the fruits of, you know, the labor of love or whatever. But I actually really liked it. And I think that the good thing about the characters not getting together until like towards the end of the book is that the smaller like interactions are like that much more exciting you're like oh like they talk kind of like, is it gonna happen yet even though you're like yeah. it's a slow burn, so you know it's not happening yeah. yet but you're like well maybe and um,
1: it's like not
0: I feel like I also enjoyed the slow burn more than I thought I was going to because it just felt a little more realistic like most of the time it's not like that instantaneous like I'm in love with this person even though I hardly know them kind of love it's like let's actually get to know the person and like develop a relationship with them and feelings over time. And then that's when like you actually get together. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, um, I thought it was good and I liked it and it just felt like there weren't all these like unnecessary type of problems coming up. Like sometimes with a lot of romance that the characters get together faster, um, there's like a random blips in the robe rather than like full on, like, anything they can't fix yeah and so yeah I do have a few other we're in my like because I have these categorized into favorite and least favorite so I already said all my favorite tropes so I have a couple that are my least favorite still um there is like kind of a sudden or unexpected baby trope and I'm not gonna say like what books I've read that have that because I feel like it's supposed to be like a surprise surprise. (laughs) um but I don't like that that is like the one thing that would like bring two people together or like maybe they like don't hate each other but like now they kind of feel like oh like let's pursue this. I don't know. I just don't like it. Have I read the book that you're thinking of? No. Okay. I was like, I cannot think of that. Um, and then one of them being in a relationship already, this was the case in maybe someday by, by Colleen Hoover. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler, but it just kind of didn't feel right to me. I was like, this is borderline cheating. And I don't know if I vibe with that. And it kind of ends up resolving it, as all of her books do, where you kind of, like, don't feel horrible for any of the characters involved. But still, I just was like, are we saying this is okay? I don't think it is. Um, this one is my least favorite trope ever. And this is, like, the characters being physically very different. Huge guy, tiny girl. <laughs> like, what the article <laughs> that I was looking at said. And as soon as it said that, I was like, hate, loathe, despise. Um... It's hard to fully get away from romance books. Like they're probably gonna throw this in there at least once or twice. But there are books that I have read where it is the only way that they describe the characters. And she was towering over me. It literally, I just like hate it so much. I wish they could use anything else. And I felt really validated. Jack Edwards did a video where he read like really popular romance books. And I don't know what book specifically he was talking about. I don't think it was one that I had read. But he was like, my goodness, find any other way to describe your characters, please. So I know yeah. I'm not the only one bothered by it. Um Love Hypothesis I read fairly recently and I kind of feel like maybe they did that more in that book than I would have liked, but I don't fully remember. Maybe it's like I liked the love hypothesis overall, so it wasn't anything that like was ridiculous. That's the thing I feel like with romances overall, like you're willing to overlook the things that you don't like for the sake of just the feeling that you get when you read the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could have Critical, like, thoughts about, like, you know, oh, I always thought author wouldn't have done, like, X, Y, and there Z. There are plenty of times I cringe when I'm reading romance. Yeah, but the overall feeling, you can't beat it. And then the last one that I had was I really don't like when lack of communication is the only problem in the book. All Your Perfects by Colin Hoover has that in the book. And I feel like the reason I don't like it is because you're kind of, probably unnecessarily, but you're idealizing the relationship that's in these books. And I feel like a hallmark of a good relationship is good communication so, it's, like, that whole time in the book, like, they're not necessarily being, like, the prime example of, like, a good relationship because they're not communicating. And then all of a sudden, like, they have the bare minimum at the very end when they finally do communicate. Oh, like, they are good together. Because they, like, let each other know what was wrong and how they were feeling. Yeah. And I'm just like that. It's kind of, like, the bare minimum of what you should be doing. But whatever. Is that all you have? But anyways. Yes. So, now we are quickly going to talk about book talk, BookTube bookstagram and give you guys some of our recs for the favorite things that we uh view I guess I will say book talk I don't end up on that frequently anymore but bookstagram like my Instagram explore page has so much book content and so while I don't follow any specific bookstagrammers is that what they're called I don't know um I do be going through my explore page and like looking at people's reels that they post and like reviews and stuff and what I like doing is clicking on pictures or like reels and then seeing like how many of the books that I have read that that person has also read because then a want to feel validated like oh I've read six of those nine books like go me but then two if someone has read those books that I've also read and liked it and then like the three books that I haven't read I'll be like ooh should I like look, look into those and read those ones so I like doing that um I mostly just have like favorite people that we watch on BookTube um, so here probably has a couple more she can shout out, but I have Haley Pham, Steph Borer, and then Jack Edwards. Those are kind of the only ones that I feel like I watch. Those are, like, the main ones I watch, too. Um, there's a YouTuber called Just Allie, then like, she pops up very occasionally, but, like, usually when I see her videos, I'm like, oh, like, I'll watch that one. So she posts book videos, too. But, yeah. That's about all I got for that. Are we ready to end with the popular books <laughs> that we can't get ourselves to read? Let's do it. I have five books listed here. I have a little bit more than five. Um, The first one is Where the Crawdads Sing. I this have it written where, down. I'm not opposed. This is a book that I feel like it's been popular for a very long time. Like, I knew about this book before I got, like, back into reading. I've heard of it before. And it has really good ratings on Goodreads. I'm aware. But I also feel like I've ended up on Book Talk where – people say it's overrated, and people are like, what's the one book that you, like, think is overrated and, like, don't understand why everyone liked it, and for some reason, I just feel myself resonating with those readers more than anyone else that read the book, and also, um, Haley had just listened, or not listened, she just read this book, and it took her literally, like, two months to get through the book. She ended up giving it four stars, but, like, (laughs) it was painful to watch her read this book as slowly as she did because she did not like it at all in the beginning, and I just am kind of, like, how torturous is the beginning for you to, like, end up liking the book? Yeah, I have this one written down as well. I'm not opposed to it because Haley did give it, you know, a good review. I would be open to reading it. But, like, I'm also just, like, you think? I also kind of feel like I'm shocked at, like, what little I know about the storyline thanks to, like, the movie coming out. I'm kind of shocked that, like, people are that interested in the storyline. I still don't even know what it's about. There's, like, some sort of, like, court trial going on. Honestly, gave me, like, To Kill a Mockingbird vibes. and so That's I was what like, I, like, that's no. the vibe I get. No, thank you. I didn't love To Kill a Mockingbird. You didn't read it. Did I not? No, we didn't read it. Did we Snopes it or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that shows how much I cared about the plot line. Um, is it Snopes or is it Sparknotes? Like, isn't Snopes a fact-checking oh, site? You're right. There's another? Cliff Notes. I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, here's one. The Spanish Love Deception. I have it written down too. You so would think this would be right up my alley, but I am so hesitant to read it. It's one of the most, like, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's the, one of the most, like, hated is a strong word, but if there's one romance book that I constantly see getting, like, torn down, it is this one. And so, therefore, and, like, Jack Edwards, he, like, did not like this book at all. And so I was like, hmm, maybe it's not worth my time. Yeah. There's I just, just a lot of other romance books I'd rather read. So, like, this is certainly not high on my list. I agree. Um. Okay. Next, I have The Invisible Life of Addie Larue. I literally do not know what this book is about. But I have seen, like, this is one of the number one books on my book talk when people talk about books that they regret reading because of book talk. Oh, really? <laughs> Even though a lot of people like this book, and it's very highly recommended as well, I see it a lot on, like, the regretting side of, like, this is not a book that's worth it. So... Even though I have literally no idea what it's about, I'm like, mm, not for me. Uh, one that I have written down is the ACOTAR series, A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's just like a fantasy, and I'm yeah. like, not Yeah, we already me. talked about that. I'm just like, I just don't think fantasy is for me. But I see it like everyone raves about it. Everyone who has read it, loves it. Um, The next one that I have is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins. I have that, Reed. but I also have Malibu Rising, because I don't know if I'd read that either. The plot line doesn't sound that like, interesting for either of them to me. Which, like, I think where I land with Taylor Jenkins' read, at least right now, is, like, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Great book. Really enjoyed it. I just don't know if her other work is that intriguing to me. And, like, the Daisy Jones and the Six, the cover that's most popular, I despise it so much. Like, for that alone, I cannot read the book because I just cannot get over the cover. Um, it's about some sort of, like, it's related to band life. That's all I really know. I'm not really interested to know more, honestly. Um, one that I have written down, which this is funny because I think that if I did read it, I probably would like it. But like the deal or the off-campus series, the covers I think are so ugly that I'm just like, I won't read it. But I probably would like them. And sometimes, because sometimes we've seen old Colleen Hoover books that like have horrible covers oh on them. And I'm like, idiot, I know you have works of art in those books. I sent What is the cover? I sent Megan a cover that I found of Ugly Love and I was All like- All Perfects, the most popular cover for that? Disgusting. Yeah. Like that's why I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not buying an ugly book. So I'm either going to do the audiobook or like get the Kindle version because I'm not getting it anywhere else. The last book that I have listed is one that you read and it was Song of Achilles. It's been h- very highly talked about on Book Talk, but I just have literally no interest in reading it. So, yeah. I did like it. I give it four stars. But knowing you, I was like, I don't know if you would like it. <laughs> um, I have two last books. One last stop. The plot just weirds me out. I get confused. It's like time travel in a train station or subway station, which the author that oh, wrote Jack that Jack Edwards liked this one. The author that wrote that da- wrote that. <laughs> the author that wrote One Last Stop also wrote. Red, white, and royal blue, which I feel like I would read that one, but this one, I'm like, I don't know. I'm feeling a note from that one. And then the last one that I have is A Little Life. I've heard some- I don't know if I've heard of that book. A Little Life. You haven't heard of it? Let me look up the cover. Hold You've on. definitely had to have seen it or heard of it. It's supposed to be just like this oh, wait, really- Oh, I've seen the cover. Like awful story. And, like, because everyone's, like, oh, it's so sad. Like, it'll make you cry. You know how, like, some people like to read books, like, to make them cry? I would. I literally watched a YouTube video of this girl that was, like, reading, like, five books to see if they make me cry. And she was, like, sobbing for this one. But she was, like, I'm just, like, destroyed. Like, it is, like, why would you write this? Like, it was, like, traumatizing. Oh. Do you even know what it's about? I think it's just, like, a lot of really not good stuff being done to the main character. or Like, I don't really know. It's just, like... Like I don't know if it shows a lot of like different characters and like shows snippets of their lives, but it's like not good. I guess I didn't know the entire plot, <laughs> but I'm like, girl, you convinced uh, me not to read it because my God, yeah. Okay, that's all I have. Same. Well, I had fun for this episode. I hope you guys. Hopefully, did too. you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you have other book recommend- recommendations for sierra and i or just other people that listen to the podcast then make sure you go leave a comment on our instagram post um book stuff usually gets good interactions so i expect all you book lovers out there who listen to this to go let your thoughts be known yeah go spread them to the world and if not the world then our instagram followers at the very least and we'll talk to you guys next thursday bye, bye.